With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Kim Thomas. There have been 76 new cases of coronavirus reported in the three counties of Pembrokeshire, Carmarthenshire and Ceredigion on Saturday. Figures released by Public Health Wales have revealed 46 new cases in Carmarthenshire, 18 in Pembrokeshire and 12 in Ceredigion. This brings the total amount of cases reported in the last seven days to 555 in Carmarthenshire, 263 in Pembrokeshire and 107 in Ceredigion. The total amount of reported cases since the pandemic began stand at 9,048 in Carmarthenshire, 2,702 in Pembrokeshire and 1,503 in Ceredigion. In the Huelvar Health Board area, there have been four more coronavirus-related deaths reported. Permission has been granted for a storage container at a plumbing company's Haverford West base. Councillor Alison Tudor called for the planning committee to decide on the application for Unit 1 Harvester House Fishguard Road because of residents' concerns about noise and light pollution, adding the container was an eyesore. On Tuesday, January the 12th, members of the planning committee unanimously supported the application, which was approved with conditions relating to the screening of the storage container, which can be seen from Hall Park. The opening hours of Nash Plumbing Limited will be set at 7am to 5.30pm Monday to Saturday and 10am to 4pm on Sundays and bank holidays. The early opening times had been cause for objection from residents and Haverford West Town Council, the committee heard, due to noise and lighting, although members were reminded that the signboard lighting was subject to a separate advertising consent procedure. A coronavirus vaccine centre is expected to open in Pembrokeshire next week, MP Stephen Crabb has said. Presently, the only two vaccination centres across the whole health board region are in Carmarthen and Cardigan, delivering the Pfizer vaccine. Purcelli Pembrokeshire MP Stephen Crabb has been calling for a similar centre in Pembrokeshire. Speaking after a meeting with Huelvar University Health Board on January the 15th, he said a vaccination centre was expected to open in Howford West this coming week. This is very encouraging and it's what I've been calling for since the start of the vaccination programme. I understand it will focus on delivering the Pfizer vaccine to local health and social care staff first. I will continue to stay in close contact with the health board to ensure this vaccination centre, along with our local GP surgeries, are getting the support they need to deliver the vaccine smoothly in the vital days ahead. With nearly 16,000 vaccines administered in the health board region so far, credit should be given to those who are making the vaccine rollout happen. Motorists in the Pembroke area are warned to drive carefully as Pembroke Commons has flooded once again. Reports from the area say that the commons are now passable, but drivers are advised to proceed with caution and at a slow speed. And finally, the current lack of sport has been a massive blow to many people in our county, but someone who has felt this more than most has been Johnny Lewis, who at this time in other years would be actively involved as Hon Secretary at Haken United, working closely with Gary Dawes in the club's very successful over-40s team that plays all over South Wales and beyond, and been busy as Management Committee member of the Manderwood Pembrokeshire Football League. He would also be looking back on another busy cricket season, having completed the campaign as captain of Herb Branston's second team, coaching the junior teams at St Ishmael's and watching as much cricket as he possibly could. On the cricket front, Johnny has been playing for 30 years after starting out as an eight-year-old with Burton, a natural thing to do for a sports-mad youngster because he lived alongside parents Cathy and Colin, both brilliant supporters, almost opposite their small ground at Houghton, which a local reporter dubbed the postage stamp 
and the name stuck. My dad has always been a brilliant supporter, coming to watch me every match, whilst mum also loved watching, but got very nervous, so thought it was better to stay at home. As an eight-year-old, I started out in junior cricket with Brian Griffiths as an amazing coach, who still does a massive amount of work at the club's new Oatfield Park ground, and has played for the club for every season for the past seven decades. And that's it. You're up to date with all the Pembrokeshire news. With me, Kim Thomas, here on Pure West Radio. This is Pure West Radio. Thank you, Mr. Kim Thomas and the news team. So the weather for you on this Sunday afternoon. It's going to be raining pretty cloudy but clear for most of the day, but with a slight chance of race coming in later for this evening. It's also going to be uh, high temperatures around 11 degrees Celsius for today. Going into tonight, it's going to be some rain coming into uh, the county, often heavy, coming in from the northwest before spreading to the rest of the county and country erratically over the night. Expect the worst of rain over the hilly areas, so keep that in mind up in the Priscelli regions. Middle temperatures of 2 degrees Celsius for tonight. This is Pure West Skirt, skirt on your body, performing just like my Rory. You're too fine, need a ticket. I bet you taste expensive. Pulling up, up, up on a leader. You keeping up, you should keep it. Tequila and vodka, girl, you might be a problem. Run away, run away, run away, run away. I know that I should, but my heart wanna stay, wanna stay, wanna stay, wanna stay now. You can see it in my eyes that I wanna take it down right now if I could. So I hope you know what I mean when I say Let me take you dancing
This is Pure West Radio. We, we don't have to worry about nothing. Cause we got the fire and we burn in one hell of a something. See us from outer space, outer space, light it up Like we're the stars of the human race, human race When the lights turn it down, they don't know what they heard Strike the marsh, play it loud, giving love to the world We'll be raising our hands, shining up to the sky Cause we got the fire, 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 yeah we got the fire, fire, fire And we're gonna let it burn
Ellie Golding there with Burn. Welcome everyone. Before that was Jason Derulo with a bit of dancing as well. This is Pure West Radio. This is the Sunday Gaming Show here on the 17th of January. It's great to be here once again. And we have quite a few things to run through on the show today because we've had uh, quite a bit of a change in terms of what's happening with Cyberpunk 2077. Yes, I'm afraid I'm still talking about it because it keeps showing up in the news and this time it is one that is pretty serious indeed. This is probably on par with when I was uh, doing the discussion about how bad Anthem was about a year and a bit ago when that came out and that was nowhere near as good as it could have been. Uh, in fact, it's been really been two, nearly two years now since Anthem came out in that uh, absolutely dis- terrible state. It was just so, so bad. And uh, it seems to me we've seen a bit of an echo on this one as well with Cyberpunk. So we're going to be running through that with a specific article that was uh, put out over the last 48 hours from Jason Trier. And also the fact that uh, we also had the head of of Cyberpunk, I should say CD Projekt Red, the development studio behind creating the game, also put out a big apology video and also talked about their future plans for the game as well earlier this week in a bid to try and placate many of the fans and investors who were looking forward to the game being as good as it was after eight years of promises. Atop that as well, we're going to be talking about a few other bits, including a wonderful series on the BBC. I strongly recommend you do watch regarding how things go in the world of esports. So we have all that and more, but first... A triple decker special brought to you by our sponsors, Mags Optics, is most certainly in order. And we have a little bit of Jamiroquai, a little bit of Duran Duran, and then we have a little bit of Painted Black as well from the Rolling Stones. But what do Jamiroquai and Duran Duran have? You'll find out right now. Mags Optics Harford West are the proud sponsors of the Sunday Gaming Show on Pure West Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Pembrokeshire Vision Arts Wales, a brand new creative hub in Haverford West. Playing host to a youth and amateur theatre company, a show-stopping choir, and a multitude of masterclasses from Broadway and West End talent. Calling all actors, singers, dancers, and those who want to bring the West End to Wales. Vision Arts has the spotlight and the curtain is about to rise. Ready to take centre stage? Visit visionartswales.com. Patch is the Pure West Radio chosen charity of the year. Pembrokeshire Action to Combat Hardship, founded in June 2008. They cover the whole of Pembrokeshire and have two basic banks that give food, clothing, small household items, toiletries, cleaning products and a baby bank that's in Milford Haven and Pembroke Dock. And three food banks, Haverford West, Begelly and Tenby. They also help the lives of families in the festive season with their Christmas toy appeal. Last year, Patch gave toys to over 950 children. Listen every Wednesday at 5.40 to the Patch Update to find out the latest news with our chosen charity of the year here on Pure West Radio. Are you in need of a local friendly opticians? Mags Optics have been providing quality service to the people of Pembrokeshire for over 20 years. Mags Optics are the proud sponsors of the Sunday Gaming Show on Pure West Radio. She was from another time 
some other stations. We broadcast from Pembrokeshire to Pembrokeshire. This is Pure West Radio. Stones there with Painted Black. Before that we had Hungry Like the Wolf from Duran Duran and at the very beginning was Jamiroquai with a bit of Cosmic Girl on the Triple Decker special here on Pure West Radio. So welcome back everyone to the Sunday Gaming Show. Now then, let's dive into this whole thing to do with Cyberpunk. Yes, I'm afraid I'm talking about it once again. But what is this all to do with? Well, basically on the 13th of January, earlier this week, 
Cyberpunk 2077, the uh, headman Mark Ivinsky, uh, came out to basically apologise to many of the fans uh, for basically how bad the game was on release. About how buggy it was, about how it's still not on the Sony store right now because it's still completely broken and Microsoft on the Xbox store actually has a warning saying may it may have issues until an uh, update is released. But atop that as well, they also gave out a, a roadmap for the future. It's quite a bare roadmap. They showed what's happened thus far with a couple of uh, small patches here and there with Hotfix 104, 105, 106. Then we're going to have patch 1.1 and 1.2 uh, very soon into this year. Then there's going to be this wide open time of multiple updates and improvements, including free downloadable content and free next-gen console updates. That's for the Xbox Series X and S and the PlayStation 5. And then to 2022, we don't know what's going on. But the thing is, this all stems from this lovely 5-Minute Apollo video of, uh, you know, it's not up to the standards, they're going to prove it. This comes out a day before Jason Trier, who is a uh, very well-known uh, game journalist who has done articles on Bloomberg, notably the picking apart just what happened with Destiny uh, 1, then also with Anthem, and just why those games came out in such a poor state on release. And so with that, uh, questions then arose that, okay, was this initially from the CD Projekt Red uh, upper levels to say, we bring this out to soften the blow ready for this article coming out? Because it was quite a uh, stunning article in some ways with some of the stuff that was discussed in this. Because uh, on this Bloomberg, if you look up at uh, Jason Trier on Twitter, you can find a lot of his stuff there. And uh, it's worth a read through just to get through some of the stuff there, because there's a lot of echoes, as I mentioned, to do with what happened with Anthem's developed, most notably when it comes to the belief of, you know, CD Projekt Red developed The Witcher 3. So obviously, Cyberpunk 2077 is going to come out absolutely fantastic. It's going to come out great. This is very much an echo of what happened with Bioware when they were making uh, the Anthem game, because there was always the belief of Bioware magic being able to produce the game so successfully, because they managed to do the Dragon Age uh, games as well. But, of course, uh, reality knocked on the door and gave them all a back, uh, little bat on the head with a giant stick uh, of reality to say, yeah, no, this isn't happening. And so we had the absolute mess that was earlier in December when the games came out where it was unplayable on uh, the old-gen consoles, on new-gen consoles. It had a few bugs, you know, they were still making things difficult. And, of course, on PC as well, where your save files would actually corrupt and you'd lose the whole kit and caboodle and have to start from scratch if you save too much too soon. So, yeah, there's a lot to go through, but we're just going to go through some of the different bits in this article that uh, certainly were glaring and things that do need to be discussed when it comes to gaming, which I feel that all of us do need to know about because this is stuff that, you know, we as consumers need to know about. We, you know, knowing how the sausage is made is never pretty, but it is something that is definitely needs to be known about because it's stuff that, uh, you know, we use and, you know, to be consciously aware of whilst we're playing it. So with that, we're going to hop into uh, two more tracks before I come back and just go through how the sausage is made. It's going to be 24K Golden with Mood featuring Ian Dior. It's going to be Savage Garden with Truly Madly Deeply. Company. I just want your company 
Savage Garden with Truly Madly Deeply. Before that, we had 24K Golden and a bit of Ian Dior with Mood. So welcome back, everyone, to the Sunday Gaming Show here on Pure West Radio. So let's go into this whole article from Jason Schreier regarding Inside Cyberpunk 2077's disastrous rollout. So that is the headline of the article on Bloomberg.com where you can find this article. And it's uh, interesting going through some of the stuff I was just saying about how the sausage is made. Well, it turns out this particular sausage was made in a, well, rather strange fashion and one that really showcased just some of the dangers when it comes to promising too much over a very short space of time when it comes to development because... Uh, the game was initially announced back in 2012, yes, that far back, but development didn't actually start properly until 2016, after The Witcher 3 was released. So at this time then, they had a change of guard, some of the guys who came into The Witcher had some opinions of how things were done, and the game was reset, started from scratch. Very similar to what happened with Anthem, when they kept getting reset multiple times because there were different uh, people in charge. And we see this with other games being developed as well. Atop this as well, we had this whole thing of them basically making an engine to run the game at the same time as development. Now, why is this a bad thing, Stu? Development, engine, and the actual game. Well, basically, it's uh, the engine is what the game runs on. You need to have the engine to develop the game, because you need to test things and build things within the engine. That is basically what you interact with in the game, whether it's a character person, whether it's an item you pick up, could be a weapon, could be a key, could be a car that you drive, could be a building, or, you know, all the different things rely on having the engine working and running so they can actually put the development in. But at the time, they're developing at the same time. Uh, to quote from the article, it was basically described as trying to run a train with the tracks being laid out in front of you as opposed to having the tracks already pre-laid out maybe a few months ahead so you can actually get uh, some decent uh, traction and movement. So this is all just part of the problems with Cyberpunk. But some of the bigger issues then that started showing up a bit later. And actually, there was the whole thing about crunch, which I've talked about so many times, and I'm not referring to uh, Sabu from the Mighty Boosh, where it's always worrying about the crunch, where in reality, crunch is actually a major problem in video games when it comes to basically time and whatever, time scale to develop stuff, just disappears, runs out, and you are basically forced to work hours and hours and hours, 13-hour weeks, 14, no, 13-hour days, five times a week, I should say, that kind of level where you encourage to keep working all the way through, it's not healthy, and it has ruined families in some cases, as mentioned by some of the 20 uh, current ex-developers uh, working who have worked at CD Projekt Red, just running through some of the stuff before this, because it's always a, a big thing with these when it comes to when you have ex-ones, and not just one or two, but a good chunk of ex-employees starting to talk about this stuff, that kind of adds a bit more legitimacy to what's being talked about, as opposed to maybe just one or two who you could say could be a bad actor. With this many, that's usually a sign of, okay, there's going to be some uh, nuggets of truth in this being discussed. But then, of course, we got to this year, or actually, I should say last year, 2020. It was announced in the year previous at uh, E3. The game would be released April 2020. The developers thought this was an absolute joke because it was like, no, this isn't going to happen. They were actually having running bets between each other. Just how many, when will it be delayed for and how many bugs there will be? You know, the fact they're actually joking about that within the teams, that just shows there's a major failure here of leadership and also development as well. They know this isn't going to work. And there were still bugs being found all the way through, even about the time the game went gold in the, uh, in the thing it was September, October, where it basically means uh, they start pressing the game to discs ready to be sold out. So, yeah, there's a lot to go through on this one. There's uh, some other bits as well that I still haven't touched on that uh, really do lead, uh, lead to many, many questions. Because right now, uh, of course, we had the worries of um, the pandemic as well. We had 
the COVID-19 ripped through the world and it led to many studios having to work from home. And so that did cause problems for CD Projekt Red with development stuff, but all the problems seemed to be from before that. Then the ground rush effect uh, seemed to come into play. What is ground rush? Basically, you know when you're on an aircraft, you're coming into land, and things seem quite far away. Then as you get closer and closer, the actual speed you're travelling becomes quite obvious, and the ground rushes up towards you. Always thing with deadlines, you think, oh, I've got two months, oh, I've got a month, I've got a week, I've got a few, oh no, I've got like so many hours. It, when the reality hits, that's when you start seeing the problems. This is what we kind of had with CD Projekt Red with its development as well. There's a few other bits and pieces to discuss on it as well, but first of all, though, we're going to hop into our next double-decker special featuring Sigala James Arthur and a bit of Counting Stars from Ron Republic as well. Then I'll be back, and then we're just going to talk about how this reacted from the head of CD Projekt Red as well. Pure West Radio's Sunday Gaming Show is proudly sponsored by Mags Optics Harford West. You can also visit us at our sister branch, Tembe Optics, in Deer Park, Tembe. The Valero Community Update on Pure West Radio keeps you updated with the various projects Valero are supporting in Pembrokeshire. From sports clubs, schools, charities and musicians to members of staff from Valero who volunteer their time. We hear about the latest community projects Valero do to support our community on the last Wednesday of every month at 9.30am and 5.30pm only on Pure West Radio. If you miss it, catch up on the podcast at purewestradio.com. The Valero Community Update. Do you need a cash loan? Loans at Home could help. We offer loans of between £100 and £600 and have over 60 years of experience of helping people in the Pembrokeshire area and beyond. Go online at loansathome.co.uk to get a decision in principle now. Compare the price of home collected and other cash loans available in your area at www.lenderscompare.org.uk. Representative 466.4% APR. Loan subject to affordability. At Folly Farm, you're guaranteed a fun family day out. Explore the zoo, experience the barn, have fun at the fairground, or just go and play. You get to pick your own adventure, and it's never been more affordable. With 15% off day tickets purchased in advance online, or the great value annual passes where you only have to visit more than twice to start saving. What better time to experience the excitement that a day at Folly Farm brings? Zoo, barn, fairground, play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. Mags Optics Harford West are the proud sponsors of the Sunday Gaming Show on Pure West Radio. Contact Paul, Tina and the team on 01437 767744 or go to magsoptics.co.uk to book an appointment. Lately I've been, I've been losing sleep Dreaming about the things that we could be But baby, I've been, I've been praying hard Said no more counting dollars, we'll be counting stars Yeah, we'll be counting stars I see this life like a swinging vine Swing my heart across the line Signs. Seek it out and ye shall find the old But I'm not that old Young, but I'm not that bold And I don't think the world is sold I'm just doing what we're told I feel something so right Doing the wrong thing And I feel 
makes me feel alive.
Sagala and James Arthur there with Lasting Lover. Before that, we had One Republic with Counting Stars. Welcome back, everyone, to the Sunday Gaming Show. We're talking about basically picking apart Cyberpunk 2077's uh, rather ill-fated release back in December after an article came out on Bloomberg earlier, uh, it was yesterday afternoon, in fact, from Jason Trier, basically showcasing uh, with interviews from 20 current and ex-developers uh, at CD Projekt Red under the guise of anonymity so they don't lose the chance of uh, continuing to work in the in the career of games development because once you start bad-mouthing about the industry and the problems of the sausage being made, it tends to leave you blackballed from working in the industry ever again in most cases. So, yeah, it's a bit, bit of a sad case for that one, but... Going through some of the stuff I was talking about, how uh, it's they planned it to be released for certain times, and uh, the developers themselves, not the upper management who are making these decisions, going, yeah, no, that's not going to work. But obviously there's been no communication between them, there were people crunching all the way through. But one thing that did stand out is uh, June 2018. I remember doing the show about this, I remember talking about how huge this looked when uh, CD Projekt Red took over the uh, Microsoft Xbox Showcase, and showed a full trailer of gameplay, or not so much gameplay, but uh, Cyberpunk 27 in Night City and all the rest, and how good it looked. And people getting majorly hyped, myself included. I thought, this looks really good. This this is looking like the future of the new console platforms. It turns out it was fake. Not so much fake, but it was nothing at all to do with the game whatsoever. It was literally developed specifically for that, which is not the first time we've seen things like this happen, which... Uh, is uh, Lisa many questions because we had this of course with Destiny 1 we had because that version of Destiny 1 was torn to pieces and disappeared before uh, the actual game was released about many years later or maybe one year later we also had this happen with Anthem as well where that all the development went into showing that trailer E3 2018 same year in fact I think it was on Sony's platform they had that one where the, and it was all shown and that was nothing to do with the game either and so it's not the first time we've had this where it's all about showing to us, the consumers, and the uh, people on the stock markets, as opposed to actually making the game work, which is very, very sad indeed. Now, as I mentioned, though, uh, Ivinsky, the uh, head of CD Projekt, actually came back to this. He actually uh, responded to the article, and so uh, these are just some of the things he was mentioning in there about how uh, he read the piece, and he's saying about how uh, one of the big ones was communication barriers, because CD Projekt Red is based in Poland, and so, uh, naturally, you know, a lot of people do speak the Polish language, because it is Poland, but there are many people who come in from um, America, Canada, the UK, games developers who've worked in, say, Silicon Valley's region, in Seattle, that kind of stuff, and they come across to give a hand with this. But apparently there was a language variety somewhere, uh, some means were had exclusively in Polish, the guy who spoke English had no idea what was going on. And so you counter that saying, well, it's a multicultural. You've got people, uh, Germans, uh, German speakers speaking German, Polish speakers speaking Polish to each other, and uh, English speaking to English. But it seems to be from the counters that the uh, head man is giving here, there's also a few bits of pieces that do catch my um, attention. Because this is from Adam Badowski, who is the uh, uh, head of studio at CD Projekt Red. So as opposed to Ivinsky, who did the big apology uh, note on the 13th of January. But all these bits and pieces all seem to point towards coming from one guy as opposed to 20 current and ex-staff saying this is what happened. I think I might trust the 20 as opposed to the, the head uh, office guys, as you know, the boots uh, the boots on the ground in the trenches, seem to uh, have a bit more of a grasp on what was going on. But it does showcase as, again, another warning of when it comes to overhype, crunch, and developing games. Because the thing I always keep an eye out for these days when it comes to development is... What's the time scale and just how things are looking? So I'm always very careful now when it comes to buying games. It used to be 
back in, uh, when I got the, ori- the original Xbox One back in 2014, I was buying games left, right, center because I trusted the games. I was still quite naive at the time, expecting for good stuff. Then we had the release of Destiny 1, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. We had Battlefield 4. We had uh, so many games come out, which was so buggy beyond compare. Of course, the Mass Chief Collection being one of the biggest ones that sand me to a great extent until that was finally fixed years later. Uh, it was one where I decided, okay, I need to hang back and I need to pay attention to just what happens. Because there's nothing, nothing wrong about waiting for games to be released and buying them later down the line. It means you do save quite a bit of money in some cases. You may miss out on FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. You may miss out on some early items here and there. But when it comes to majority stuff, though, it does sometimes pay off. And uh, this is a good example where I was thinking about getting Cyberpunk 2077. I thought, okay, I'm going to give it the three-week test as I usually do. Is it still fresh and different? And after three weeks... People are still playing. It's certainly not to the extent of the initial release. And we got the updates coming out at the end of this month. And we also have a patch coming in sometime a few weeks later. I'm going to sit back and wait until 2022, I think, and just see what does happen with that. But, of course, this is all points towards uh, many things. It is a sad issue with the industry right now when it comes to crunch culture, when it comes to uh, trying to do too much too quickly and too many promises being made. Lack of indication. It's been a huge discussion we've seen this now multiple times imagine we had it with anthem we had it with uh, destiny one when that got torn to piece and redone we had it now with uh cyberpunk 2077 we've seen this with other games as well but can games be made without any of this with crunch without crunch we know with acknowledging there are problems and getting things done nice uh, nice slow until things are properly done and there's not much in the way of issues it can in fact there is actually one game that does that what is that You'll find out after we have the news and the weather. Then we're also then going to dive into a little bit of news regarding EA and Ubisoft. And uh, it's quite a big one, this one. So uh, don't be going anywhere. I'll be back with you very soon. But first, we're going to have a bit of Rude from Magic. Saturday morning, jumped out of bed and put on my best suit. Got in my car like a jet.
Cause I need to know You say I'm there 